Excuse me. Today is November 7th. Wow, this has been one year. A year to remember. If you're blessed enough, if we're blessed enough to live through this time, uh, we'll look back and we'll probably never forget 2020. It was a year. 2020 is similar to me, similar to 1963. That was a heck of a year. That was a heck of a year. 1963. Mm. That's the year America pretty well lost its so-called pristine innocence. The year that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Uh... It's one of those times, it's one of those times that uh, seem like we, we've been stunned. Thank all of you. I know the lines are lighted. I'm going to start taking your calls in just a second. In just a second, I'll start taking your calls. Yes. Yes. You can make a pledge. And you can talk. Just if you want to make a pledge, tell them yes. If you want to talk, yes. You know how we do things on my show. I always want to talk to my listeners, those who want to speak. Want to speak to the, really, to the world. I can be heard anywhere on planet Earth. I think I can be heard on the moon. Yes. So you can speak to the world. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Yes, we want you to speak. Not only to Dallas-Fort Worth area, North Texas, Oklahoma, East Texas, Louisiana, whatever. Speak. And um, we're going to take your call. We're going to take it in just a moment. We're going to start taking your calls. Just 972-647-1893. I know you're probably recalling all the lines are full, but one just went off. He just got a pledge for someone. They didn't want to talk, I guess. I don't know. But 972-647-1893. Yes. We serve at your pleasure. Yes. We serve at your pleasure. We serve at your pleasure. Yes. We're here. We're here to serve at your pleasure. Well, what a night, what a night. The most balanced cast in the history of the American presidency. What was the driving force? I want y'all to think about this. What was the driving force that turned so many people out? What was the driving force that turned so many people? Why did so many people go to the polls? We all have our opinions. I want to hear yours. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear yours. What was the driving force 
making this the most highly participated election in American history. What was the driving force? Donald Trump got almost 170 million votes. I mean, 70 million. Can you believe that he almost got a 70 million votes? Can you believe that? What was the driving force with Biden getting what? About 74, 75 million? What was the driving force behind all of this? I want y'all to think about that. What caused this to happen? What caused this to happen? Yes. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. All right, Jason, who do we have online? We have a call from Sojourner. Sojourner? All right, good morning, Sojourner. Good morning. Yes, uh uh-huh. Go right ahead. Yes, uh, in light of what was happening in Michigan where they were trying to kidnap the the governor up there, uh, there's a... some credible information sent out by the Houston NAACP warning blacks to be unaware of, of neo-Nazis and extremist mm-hmm. groups kidnapping black people off the street. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know a shout out to everybody to be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, to address your question, I think on the, uh, uh, the Republican side, Kamala, Kamala Harris being on the ticket, possibly becoming the first uh, female president, uh, I think that was one of the driving forces for the turnout for Trump's people. And on the other side, I think that the same situation was because uh, people were afraid of what they were seeing developing in this country. Uh, was the driving force. So I just wanted to put that, that little information Well, let me ask you something, because that's very interesting what you said. Do you think Kamala Harris, what was the driving force? Why did why would they turn out because of Kamala Harris? For the, for the Trump supporters, and uh, he had said something right before the election that, uh, and it was on Twitter, but they pulled it down quickly. That if in three in the, the Trump in the uh, Biden election, if he won in about three weeks, three months in, what would happen if he got assassinated? They pulled that down off a tweeter real quick, but it got out there, and that message went out to his supporters. And I think they went into the into the booth afraid that what would happen. If something happened to Biden, America would have a black woman president. Hmm. So the first president, female president of America, would be a black woman. Would be a black woman. <laughs> well, do you think Kamala Harris actually helped Biden's ticket in voting? Uh, or did uh, she hurt it? That's kind of debatable. Uh, in one way, I can see it helped it, and at the other way, I was afraid when she when he picked her. I was really afraid for the fact I said about how twice would you, and I was afraid of that. 
but in looking at it in kind of retrospect, it did push the black folks among females. I think it pushed them to go out and vote. What, what about among males, black males? Uh, we got, we were out, we, we turned out, we turned out, but we lost, you know, uh, you had said earlier during the way back there, uh, when he announced that she had a, a poor, uh, relationship among black males coming out of California because of what she was, the things that she did while she was, a, uh, what, attorney general out there? Yes, uh huh. And, and I think that had somewhat of an impact. Uh, among black males, but I think she got the black male majority of the black males vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends on who you read. I read one say eighty percent. I heard one as low as four in the sixties. Uh but I don't know. Uh had he uh picked someone else, he might have had easier time. Well, that would have been true. If he if he would have picked, say for instance, if he would have picked, uh, uh, Governor Abrams? Cuomo. No, Governor Cuomo. Uh, in a, in a, well, in he would have, you think he would have assured himself had he picked a white male to run with him? Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. It would have been easier. It would it it have been, been a landslide? It would have been a landslide. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. I believe that. Yeah, very interesting. That is very interesting. All righty. We thank you for your call and comment. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Thank all of you who called in and made your pledges, made your pledges. But y'all didn't want to talk this morning. <laughs> yes, I, we want to hear. From you pledges, when you call in, now you don't have to talk quite much, you know that, you know that. But I want to hear from you also. I love, love you present, but I love hearing you talk. Y'all talk to me. All right, you I fill in my lines back up. Now, let, let me see. How people are really feeling. Now, we, 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 this thing is still hanging in the balance. Trump have all but said he's going nowhere. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the Joint Chiefs of Staff maybe have to come in and pack them out themselves. I don't know. But we think that Everything that's happening here is uh, is a historical fact. I've never seen an election like this before. Now, I can remember every presidential election all the way back to when, well, I can definitely remember Eisenhower's elections. Excuse me, Truman. I can remember him uh, his being winning in an upset, but I've never seen anything like this one. Never seen anything like this before. 
this many people participating. It make me feel good to know that people are, they still care. Now, one way or the other, some of it is good, some of it is not. People still care. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893. All right. Y'all can call in. We got a, uh, an extra person writing over here. Y'all call in. Call in. We get extra, got extra help. But call in and let them know. Not only will you pledge. Not only will you pledge. You do want to speak. All right. We're up against a short break. When you come back, we're going to take your calls at 972-647-1893. Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. All right, let's go to our, our phone line. Who do we have? On? We've got Is Bill. Bill, all right. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you doing this morning? Fine. How are you doing? Okay. I don't know if I did. I told you last week when I talked to you, but I, I condolences on your grandson. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, on, yes, we're talking about it. so many people voted for Donald Trump. It, you know, I'm still in shock. That so many people did vote for him. Yeah, what? A little over, a little over seventy million, wasn't it? Yes. Close. Yes, sir. Can you imagine yes. seventy million people in America wanted Trump to yes, be I president? Yes, I heard some people say that they voted for him. They said, "Well, I'm going to vote for him." Well, I don't know if they voted for him or not. I guess they did. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, and then, I'm, where are all the evangels, uh, you know, uh, Christians? Oh, where are all these they're, Christians they're, in America? They're the worst, Pastor Barnett. They were, they, they were probably, they were probably in the polling places hollering about stop the vote. That's where they were. That's where they were. Instead of praying, you know, to, 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 God, to God guide us, you know, a, a mm -hmm. president. They were out there shouting, stop the vote, you know, and we love our beloved Trump and this and that. It's just unbelievable. It, it, I'm still in shock of so many people. I thought it was going to be a landslide, but, you know, it's, it's, it's still not over yet. You know, he's still not going to leave quietly or peacefully. Well, and, uh, he's like that know, chicken that had his neck wrung and still jumping right. around. That's all that still is. Still jumping around. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, he's, he's still going to spew. Uh, a poison on Twitter and whatnot. He's still going to steal his poison, and, and he's going to rile up his neo-Nazi supporters, and mm -hmm. racist people. It's just, it's just unbelievable to me. Yeah. It's believable, but I'm still in shock. That's all I wanted to. Well, uh, but still, he seemed like uh, he's staring, he's staring up that, uh, he's staring up that uh, that pot of hate. Oh, he's staring. Yes. I think okay. he want. Do, do you think he won a civil war? Uh, yes, I do. 
demonic. I, I myself personally think demonic, uh, the demonic forces are behind him. Oh and, yeah. And well, the, oh yes. I mean, most definitely behind him. But uh, like the like the old saying goes, every dog has his day. Well, hopefully his, his day is over. Lord have mercy. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Barney. Uh-huh. Let's close the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from William. All righty. Good morning, William. Good morning, Dr. Barnett. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, good. man. I'm, I'm good. Thank you for all you do, and thanks for all you have done. And, uh, Thank I'm you. You're welcome. Yes, sir. Hey, that's part eight percent of the country. They show big blue colors. I'm not surprised. You know, I'm going to tell you like this, you know. You know what? Some of my best help have came from white folks. If you ain't good, mm-hmm. that eight percent is white folks that are faithful, and they show big blue colors. They show who they are, man. They, I trust me, they show who they are. Now, as yeah. far as him and his family, you know, him and his family, when you live in the White House, that's the type of the house. That's the people house. And, and guess what? That's one place where you cannot trespass. So him and his family is trespassing. And you know what? I kind of, uh, I've been through the channels, and I see some of the white males on TV coming out. Well, let's be kind to him. Let's give him a day to digest. The hell with him. He's been a crazy man for four years, and guess what? I want Adam Schiff. Go after him. I would love to see Adam Schiff to be the uh, the uh, attorney general. And I'm gonna tell the the demo. If they don't go after him in two years and five the elect congressman, we 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 won't show up in four years. We're not gonna ship up. Go after him and lock his behind up. You know, I know I know you. You're a man of God, and kind of don't like hostile behavior. But guess what? He get what he deserves. Like I said, I have kids, and I don't want to see nobody's kids like that. But his kids and his family, they need to be under the jail. Dr. Barnett, <laughs> take care of yourself, man. Uh, all right. I, I, I thank you. Telling us not to celebrate, just calm down. Hey, if, if he had won an election, guess what he'll be doing right about now? That's what you know what he will be doing. So we need to do the same thing. Go after him. All right. Yeah. All right. There are those who believe he needs his lot should be prison after he's out. Come uh, July, uh, January 20th. Yeah. After 12 o'clock. Yeah, those who believe he needs his. All right. That clears the line 972 647 1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Jack. All righty. Good morning, Jack. Uh, good morning. Uh, is this a Democrat show? No. Because I noticed everybody calling in with Democrats and everybody excited about uh, Biden being in the lead, but it ain't over till it's over. Right. And uh, I just believe, and I put my whole heart in it. Uh, I am a minister, and I, I really love Trump. I think he did a great job. He's not a politician, and, you know, he got in there, and he done what he could. It's not his fault that this... Uh, COVID came in, but everybody wants to make like it, you know, uh, uh, all Trump's fault. They want to put it all on Donald Trump. But this guy here, uh, Biden, did you know that he was accused of messing with little girls and little boys? So y'all, y'all, you really don't have a great thing. He's not a God either. So 
Uh, I think Donald Trump would have done a better job, and I hope something happened to things to turn around. And all I'm hearing is Democrats call. This I believe. It's no, the well, the Democrats call. can call just like uh, right-wing Republicans can call. What kind of Republican? White right-wing. You shouldn't put a name on that, sir. You're a man mm-hmm. of God, and it's not right. No, you don't tell me what I shouldn't do. I know the I'm Bible, I'm sure, just as well as you do. No, no, let me ask you something. You said he did some great things. Name some of the great things that he's done. Name some great things that Trump has done. You say he has. Why hang up? Oh, come on, fella. Don't hang up on me. All right, and tell me what I should and shouldn't do. All right, who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Ike. All righty. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I know people are all over the place with this election, but uh, um, like one of the callers said earlier, some people they showed us their true colors and what they hard up. Hard mm-hmm. I mean, we hate to say it, but I will say it. One of the things that was on the ballot that wasn't red men is white privilege and that's what emboldened some of these people. They felt like white privilege was being threatened. And white privilege and white supremacy just about run parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. Trump hijacked the Republican Party. And uh, I guess they got used to him and his hateful rhetoric. And, you know, nobody tried to shut him down with it, but they said that they didn't agree with it. So... That's just where we are. But one week, one thing I'd like to talk about is that proposal on Dallas bond, D-I-S-T bond proposal. Mm-hmm. Part of it passed and part of it didn't. But Henry Hosa made a statement that he never lost a bond and he's upset about this one and he's going to try to find a way to the things that, the, that didn't pass. He's going to try to find the money and the way to to make them happen. But my thing is, if the people have spoken and said they don't want it, why do we have to take their money and spend it on the, the things that the people voted down? Well, the thing, the thing about that is still, I will never forget. He left here with $84 million disappearing. They and went back to some little small place where he once been superintendent. Now he come, and they brought him back, and he elected and put him back as general superintendent in the Dallas Independent School District. Now, this is utterly ridiculous. They never made him account for that money. Now he come in and won over a, what, $3.5 billion bond, the biggest bond in the history of the state of Texas. He got some of it passed, some of it failed. I voted against all of it because I, I don't want to give him that kind of money at a time like this. And he does, and we know he discriminates. If, if, if it's a Hispanic group, they get a new school. African-Americans, they get a Band-Aid over a cancer. See, just like South Oak Cliff and all these things, no we had a great opportunity to win some respect had we voted the whole thing down. That's what should have happened. Right. Well, they need to keep an eye on the money because, mm-hmm. just like you said, most of the money is not going to come to the African-American community. 
Well, ain't none of it. The way it's set up, none of it's coming. Yeah, they closed in our schools, you know. Mm -hmm. I hear they're going to spend $3 three million at Paul Quinn to renovate the building to put, those, uh, put that uh, middle school. That's all a step toward them ending up with that campus, that land where Paul Quinn sits. That's all that's setting toward. This is the way they're operating. Yes. I think Chip will get it before they will. Well, they, we, we, but that, that, that's land we don't need to lose. I don't care who's getting it. Kip or the Dallas Independent School District. That's, that campus still should remain in our care. All righty. I thank you for your call. Thank you for taking the call. Uh huh. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have, Jason? We have a call from LT. LT. Good morning, LT. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? All right. Yeah, They uh, last week I was LT, but they said LC by mistake. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to comment on a couple of things. First of all, the presidential election. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure everybody remembers the name David Duke. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, Trump needs to take his dog whistle and ride off in the sunset to take the two, because that's all he is now. He'll be considered a former Ku Klux Klan. That's how history should should write about President Trump, as a mm -hmm. former Ku Klux Klan member. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. another thing, I just heard y'all talk about the land for Bishop College. If you recall, Coma Cottrell saved that campus back That's in the day. Mm -hmm. He had a famous statement where he said, well, you know, everybody don't have a million dollars. He said that when he purchased mm -hmm. and he helped uh, provide finances for Paul Quinn to exist. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to try to hold on to, just like you said, everything that's ours in some kind of way before we let other uh, arenas take it over. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the radio station, Soul 73, KKDA, which has been an institution in the Dallas Fort Worth area for years and years and years. I used to listen to our county commission on that station. I used to listen to our state tenants on that station. You know, we had to uh, Willis Johnson, who I thought had some kind of part of Why are you giving KKDA a big, a big, Advertising here. No one put together some kind of uh, package, some kind of deal where they could have bought that station and kept it as the institution it was in our community. So it's simply a call for right now. We need to do everything possible to hold on to the hand, like you said, and keep it under our control. All right. Well, you got you got trustees. Who uh, on, uh, sits on the school board? African American trustees, who are helping guide this thing, and that they don't seem to realize what the end thereof is going to be. They, they, what they are, what they're pointing for is getting a hold to that property that once right. belonged right. to Bishop College, and now it's Paul Quinn College. Another step, it won't be any, it won't be uh, land that black people own. Giving it away exactly. like we did other things. See, exactly. no, this is steps how they take our property and have taken it ever since we've been in this country. You have to understand it. You have to understand history and know what's going on. 
All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, All right. Okay. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. We need your tax deductible pledges coming in. 972-647-1893. We need those pledges coming in, and we need you to call us in. Call in this morning. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Curtis. All righty. Good morning, Curtis. Good morning, Pastor Burnett. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm a little upset this morning. Got two names I want to throw out at you. <clears throat> Shaley and Shemwell. And State Senator Royce West. Two black men. Two black men in power. Two black men in the state of Texas. I'm going to let the old listeners continue to call and cry about old steel milk. And I want to deal with some things that are local. Because I think politics are local. We got Michelle and Shemwell, who was a councilman, young brother, and, and uh, that have stood up for us for years over in McKinney, who was lynched on election day by um, a lot of folks that weren't even in his district. They oust him for standing up for black, and none of us stood up for him. We got Senator Royce West, who whined and, and because he got out the primary, and uh, <clears throat> he didn't win the vote. He told us not to vote for Hagar. He didn't vote for Hagar, so we lost that seat to uh, John Corning. I think it's time for us to really kind of look at what we got. We got black faces in our places, and some of them are not serving our interests, and some of them are. And so I think we need to take the focus. I have no problem with who wins the presidency, but I do have a major problem with us overlooking what's going on right up under our nose. We're asleep at the helm. And we're complaining and whining about what's going on. And we've done our, done our due diligence in voting, so now we've got to let the process play itself out. However, we got two men, two different uh, uh, plates, and we're saying nothing about that. I don't hear any energy being put toward um, those two gentlemen. One of them needs to be gone. The other one needs to be upheld. Is that it? Hello? Do you have a comment on any of that? Well, there are people who are concerned about both. There, everything can't be concerned. Uh, everybody's concerned. If those are your concerns, you are allowed to announce it right here on, on radio. Then there's no that you're concerned. All right. Thank you. Dr. Line 972-647-1893. That's the number to call, 972-647-1893, to show your concern about what you think is important. Yes, yes, we, it's, it's, it's pledge time, pledge time, 972-647-1893, and make that pledge, make that text deductible pledge, and speak over the air. This is a worldwide station. I can be here, heard anywhere on planet Earth. You can hear us. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Y'all can do better than this. There you go. Light those lines up. 972 647 972 647 1893. 972 647 1893. Yes, make those pledges. Don't. And if you want to talk, 
We got enough people answering the phones. Now, come on, y'all. Y'all, come on. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Is the number to call. Is the number to call. Want those pledges coming. Want you to make those pledges. 972-647-1893. Yeah, call on in. I got to take a short break. We'll be right back. to you and we want to receive your pledge. All righty, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Leon. All righty. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm still fighting the battle. We're still fighting the battle. All right. You're still swinging, you know, huh? I'm still, you know, uh, as you said before, we've never won a battle that we've we never lost a battle, rather, that we fought. So mm-hmm. we're in a battle now, but it's just really uh, disturbing to find out how many million people support the philosophy of Donald Trump. Are you surprised? Well, I have to say I'm surprised at the number. Uh, I'm not surprised at the fact that he does have, you know, people who support the white supremacist uh, viewpoints that he has espoused for the last four years. But I'm surprised it's almost half 70 million people. And yeah. what's what's disturbing is you don't you don't know who these people are. Uh, you know, you, you could be your neighbor, it could be your boss, it could be somebody on the front pew of the church. And when they see you, talk to you and I, uh, they laugh and grin at us and say, oh, everything's okay. And, we are, you know, I don't like Trump. But when they go in that voting booth, when they're one-on-one with themselves and privacy, they're supporting a white supremacist. What about blacks that voted for Trump? That's even more distressing. But it's not <laughs> unprecedented because... Even back during slavery days, they could always find a black that they could reward to help oppress other black people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even in South So Africa, this was surprising to you? Well, the surprise was the amount of people. It, it wasn't surprised that he, I wasn't surprised that he got support. I was just surprised at the amount of people that supported him despite all the stuff that's going wrong since he's been president. Mm-hmm. And uh, is the surprising part are uh, these, for the most part, are the people Trump don't like. <laughs> Trump don't even like these people. But he'll use them for his cause. Yes. Anybody that's not a billionaire or super rich has uh, got several hundred million or anything, he doesn't like. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't like poor people. Right. But still, he considers them beneath him. Well, but that shows you the need in human nature to 
to look down on someone else. That's all a part of human nature. To be able to try to look down on someone else. That's a sad situation. They don't, that type of person is ignorant of history, ignorant of what's going on in this world, ignorant of the Bible, all of this. They don't know any of these things. Ignorant. And they are working against their own betterment by right. eating with a person like this. All right, Ed, thank you. Thank That's you. Like I said mm-hmm. before, uh, you mm-hmm. can see now how people will vote for Barabbas as opposed to Jesus. That's right. All righty. Thank you. All right, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Jason? We have a call from Darwain. Darwain, all right. Good morning, Darwain. Hey, how you doing, man? Fine, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my utmost respect to you. Um, I listen to you every mo- uh, every Saturday going to, to work. Uh, thank uh, you. I, I pastor a church in Kaufman, Texas, uh-huh. and a uh, small congregation, uh, about 15 or 20 people. Uh-huh. Um, but I just wanted to just give my opinion about this whole thing. And I, I kind of look at things from a spiritual side, but I'm not blind to the physical side. Mm-hmm. But if, if God reigns on the just as well as the unjust, and, and you're, you're a preacher, you're a pastor too, you can help me out on this if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. If, everything cannot be just. And everything cannot be unjust. Mm-hmm. Everything can't be Republican, and everything can't be Democrat. But I think that the people are fighting for something. You got black people fighting for something. You got whites that's fighting for something. And you got Hispanic, you got other cultures that's fighting for something. And more so, you got Republicans and Democrats all I see is they fighting for power. And the reason why I say they fighting for power, I believe Republicans and Democrats hate so hate each other so much that they'll do anything to gain power. Now if this if this election was was fraudulent, then to was fraudulent to the Democrat uh, for President Obama, uh, President Biden, then why did Democrats win, uh, you know, just sweep the House and sweep the Senate if it was just fraudulent? I think that this president has done something and said something that no other president has ever said, you know, uh, uh, with the outcome of an election because that's who he is. You remember last year, I mean, mm-hmm. four years ago, because he didn't win the popular vote, he said it was fraudulent. He said it then it was fraudulent, and and uh, because it was illegal votes, then he, he put people in place to investigate the popular vote, man. Well, he, he, he won the election, and he yeah. called it a landslide, really. Yeah. But now, when we see that others are fighting for power. Mm-hmm. What do you think blacks are fighting for power? Why? 
Well, I, I, I mean, I think because of how they've been mistreated. You're not you black. Know, with the, with, yes, I'm black. <laughs> you said you, you used the term they. Well, we we fighting for power because of the unjust with the system, with with everything that comes from the top. Because they, isn't it clear, they don't treat us like they do the white people. So, uh, you don't so think we, we should we stand up? Yeah. Do you think we should stand up and demand we be treated since we are the ones who really built this country? Yeah, we we made America we what it is today? America yeah, would but, not be the great country that it is without slavery? Yeah. Hard work? I, I, I believe you on that. Huh? Would, would black people be more stronger if they would stop fighting among each other? If we would stop fighting among each other mm -hmm. and stop, you know, pulling down each other mm -hmm. and stand as the older, older generations did. Mm -hmm. I mean. Well, don't you know that to do us, to have our minds see it the way it was done, that's all a part of slavery. Yeah. Look at the Hebrew boys. Their names were changed, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Their diet was changed, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. All right. Their religion was tried to be changed, wasn't it? Yeah. Everything, yeah, everything that has happened to us happened to the three Hebrew boys. They took yeah. that from the Bible and did it to us. First of all, we have to combat the black mind. Mm -hmm. We as black preachers should be combating the mind of black people. That's right. Because we will fight to remain slaves. And we'll, we'll hurt you or kill you if you mm -hmm. try to liberate us. <laughs> we are in just that better condition. And yeah. they think they are doing God a favor by fighting against those who would liberate them. But you'll find this, this always comes, that they call that Stockholm Syndrome, always come when those who have been kidnapped and taken as slaves, mm. you have to, they usually will fall in love with the kidnapper. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your call. All right, man. All right. It clears the line, 972-647-1893. We need those tax-deductible pledges coming in. 972-647-1893. How are we doing, uh, uh, Jason? You're doing very well on pledges. This next caller is actually a pledger as well. Is that right? That's right. All oh, these sweet people are calling this morning. Wonderful sunshine. Come on in. Come into their hearts. We just love them. Although I always say I have the best audience. In radio. All right, who we have? Uh, this is Eric. All right. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Reverend Bernice. How are you? Fine. How are you this morning? Doing great. Good, good. Uh, don't you know, I'm still respecting all that, that I honor, you know, like I respect Ann Chapel in order just 35 years. Mm -hmm. I respect my mom. I respect my group to do a volunteer work. Uh, I try to stay in shape with little things like you know, moving around, talking, mm -hmm. socializing, visiting, walking. Yeah, you, 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 you cut that boxing to lose, haven't you? No, boxing was still in my heart. 
I just don't mm. have nobody to support me right now, but like I told IFNC, I said, Ryan, boxing left to me. I got at least 10 more years of boxing left to me. How many more years of boxing? Don't nobody, don't nobody understand it like this. They don't understand it. Yeah. How old are you, Eric? I'll be 59 next month. you be how old? 59. And you, still, to, and you still boxing? Yeah. I'm, listen to this one, Bernie. Uh -huh. I was watching a Saturday Night Live about three years ago. Guess what I seen? I seen a Chuck Norris. He came in there. He said, boxer, never too old to box unless they get a lot of bruises. Hey, Chuck, Chuck Norris is on television. Oh, you know, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> let's be, for, let's be for real. Let's be for real. No, I got all the books. I got the, I got the knowledge. I got the knowledge. I got all the knowledge, man. These people don't learn about me, man. They don't know what I'm looking at. They don't know what I'm reading, what I'm looking at. Now, you me. say you're 59, not 29, right? It's not yet. It's not you, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll, since you're not going to quit, I'll have to continue to pray for you. I pray for you and you. You come a mighty long ways, and you really, uh, you're talking with great wisdom here later than when we first heard you. Oh, uh, how many years back has that been? Two, three, three, four, about three years. Yeah, you you come on with great wisdom, but just get just a little bit wise. Some dreams you gotta let go. Let it back you go, because these these youngsters will knock your head off, man. I'm telling you, not too old if you can't take a lot of fruits. You last know what I'm looking at, your country. I fight as a heavyweight, but I get my weight down to a You understand what I'm saying, but you don't know what I'm looking at, what I'm reading. You don't know. And you can't put a man down to a man prove himself. You can't count a man out until a man proves himself. We all have to go through this. We all go through this syndrome. I went through it myself. I was old, had gotten old, and realized I I couldn't do the things I did when I was a young man. And I really thought I was one hundred percent convinced I could, but no. I got. Believe me, take take it. Take it, take it for, I like you, and I like you as a person, but I really don't I want to see you hurt. I love myself too, everybody, but I need to do this. This is something I got to do. This is something I need to do, something I got to do. So if you got to prove, you, you have to prove something to. To me and God. Oh, God already knows. He, you don't have to prove anything to God. God already he already knows what you can and can't do. I want to show you the world that Eric is not counteract. Eric knows what he can do. All right. Okay, Eric. All right. We're, okay, we're on your side. All righty. All right. You have a good day. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. We'd love to see some pledges coming. We'd love to see some more pledges coming. Y'all, just please call. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Mo. Mo? All right. Good morning, Mo. How you doing, sir? Fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I just wanted to give my opinion on uh, what's going on at this time with this uh, election and everything. 
Go right ahead. Uh, we need a we need to continue uh we need to continue educating ourselves on uh on uh, on politics. Uh, you know this 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 thing gonna this doesn't stop right now. You know it, it has to continue on. I mean uh, I think uh, a lot of people just voted or should I say uh, on the side of a a different party because uh, of the hate that they have. You know. You think uh, hatred is behind this? Uh, I think there's a lot of hate. I mean, uh, I got family members that, uh, you know, they bring up Trump all the time, you know. And uh, and it's not because, uh, I mean, I, well, at least I think, you know, it's not that uh, that they, 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 they like him. It's that they just, you know, it brings up uh, a heated argument between us, you know. And, and they'll continue to, you know, bring that out, you know, to... Uh, are they pro Trump, pro Trump, or against him? No, no, they're pro Trump. No, they're for Trump. What do they like about Trump so much? Well, that, well that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, when I ask them, they don't have a good explanation, you know, for it. You know, uh, you know, but they know that if they bring that name up, you know, it fires me up. You know, and uh, <laughs> they get a good conversation out of it. You know, uh, so I think some of the, you know, some of this stuff, you know, that people bring up that they like him so much is that, you know, it just brings out a, a I don't know, a, a, a good argument. That's what it is. Because, you know. Is it because he can excite bigotry? Exactly. And uh, elevate ignorance in their lives? You think they, exactly. because they can be, make them feel good speaking exactly. to them? You think that's what they really like about him? Uh, that's that, that's what I think, you know. That's my opinion, you know. Because uh, I mean, I've, I've told the, uh, you know, I've, I, I tell each one, and I'm like, well, before we end this conversation with them, I always tell them, you know, okay, go. I go. What does the good book say? You know, doesn't it say uh, help the poor, help you know your brother in need? Yeah, I say. Okay, so I go. So what's wrong? You know, I go. So what's wrong with helping the, the poor people? You know, or, or helping you know the ones at the bottom? You know, I mean, the people on top. You know, they don't worry about you know. Well, the sad thing about Trump, he not only hurt the poor. If you look at some of the things he do, he only helps that about one to two percent at the top, the middle class. He doesn't help. He doesn't help them. I I I I, I don't understand why middle class whites even vote for this guy. Right. I can't I can't figure it out. Because he yeah. definitely does. He lets them know he doesn't care for them. Well, like I said, sometimes like I said, it, you know, that he gives them a voice, you know, up there, you know. So well, them, you know? is he pronouncing bigotry and hatred good uh, in a way that they want to really say themselves, but that he can do it, take it away from them and do it himself? Exactly. The last president yeah. we had similar to that that can announce bigotry, racism, and hatred was Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. He was the same right. way, and they loved him. Yeah. Right? Have have racism took such a hold in America mm-hmm. that yeah. oh, it, mean, will, it will it will destroy it, America? I mean, it has. You know, racism will continue to exist. You know, I mean, we can't stop it. I mean, when you have you know when you have your own race going up against you, you know, uh, you know, it, it's in our own you know culture. You know, whether you know you. Yeah. Can, Black, white, or whatever, you know. But the sad I part mean, about racism, there is no such thing as racism. There's only one race, and that's the human race. 
but they've never figured that out. God judge us on language right. and land, not by skin color or anything else. We have to understand that. Right. I'm up against a short break, and when yeah. we come back, we'll, we'll take your call. You can reach us at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Here we go. All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information on Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host, and we'd love to have you give us a call and uh, speak, and also we'd love for you to give us a call and give us a pledge. I'll call out a few of the names here. Let's call those names we'll call. Eddie Gilliam, we thank you for your tax-deductible pledge. Van Wallace. No, it's Vaughn Wallace. Hey, thank you, sir. Ike Steen, thank you, sir. Bia Rivas, thank you, sir. Max Le uh, Levy, thank you, sir. Dr. Drelvis Edwards, we thank you, sir. All right. Uh, this Eric Jacobs, we thank you. We thank those who are pledging. We thank you. And uh, just call. We're going to be calling all the names off when uh for this show go off in 972-647-1893 that's the number to call to speak on the air and make your tax deductible pledge we thank you we thank you we thank you so call us at 972 972-647-1893 972-647-1893 Nine three. That's the number to call. All righty, who do we have on? We have a call from Joyce Foreman. All right, school board trustee Joyce Foreman. Good morning, Miss Foreman. Good morning, good morning, Reverend Barnett. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hear your voice and to uh, hear the people speaking about the, the issues. Yes. I just like to share, uh, share a couple of things. Um, Myself, like many other Americans, they're waiting on this count to be over. <laughs> I've personally never seen an election like this. No. And probably don't want to see another election like this, uh, where we are waiting and waiting and waiting anxiously to have, uh, have an answer about who's going to be leading our country. Well, guess who's, who you think is the happiest people in the world about this? Um, it would be the people on the top side that are probably most happy um, because you're delaying um, the the answer to what is the inevitable, and that is is that um, this country needs a change. Uh, we need to be talking about inclusion, not exclusion. Mm -hmm. We need to be talking about the people who need resources and help, not about making people rich continue to be rich. Uh, I just don't understand in so many cases how we, and I'm, I'm not just talking about black people, I'm talking about people in general get so confused 
over what's really happening to us and to people who look like us around this country. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean just race. It's the economics of the country also. Um, there mm-hmm. are far more many people who are middle class and poor than it is that are rich. And mm-hmm. I just can't phantom how we get so confused about what's going on. Do you think Trump on the- cares anything about the middle class? I mean, Trump is more um, concerned about rich people and making people richer. As you know that the number of billionaires have grown since Trump has been in office, and we Mm -hmm. continue to see uh, people get richer, but we also continue to see more people falling out of the middle class Mm -hmm. and becoming poor. Mm-hmm. And we, we need to really take a strong look at what is actually happening in our country and how this divide has gone from racial to economic. Well, I think he he works in a way. He doesn't care anything about anybody, I don't really believe, but himself. But he needs a layer of protections, protection, and he used the rich, the super rich, as that layer of protection for him. So he worked for them. But I don't really think he cares anything. He's the type of person who doesn't care anything about anyone. He really don't. And it's a sad situation. And I tell you who is in love with him right now is the networks. The network uh, chiefs, they love him. They love this thing dragging on like this because they're, they're making billions of dollars with this thing dragging on. Yeah, the ratings go up based on that, and that is a real concern. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to just spend just a minute talking about uh, what has happened with Dallas ISD and the voters mm-hmm. uh, deciding to um, um, approve two of the propositions that were on the ballot regarding the bond fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that um, although the voters decided to approve two of those propositions, which were the two most expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the superintendent uh, took it upon himself on Thursday at the board briefing to bring forth a policy uh, that would limit the participation of uh, speakers at the Dallas ISD board meeting. That's utterly ridiculous. Uh, I, am, I am adamantly against that. I spoke out adamantly against it. And I'm going to be continuing to fight that first and foremost the board meetings are meetings of the board, not mm-hmm. meetings of the superintendent. Mm-hmm. I don't work for the superintendent. The superintendent works for me, and they right. tell me how to run a meeting. That's right. I let him know that in so many words. So the public needs to know, although you vote to give them $3.5 billion of your money, mm-hmm. the superintendent now wants to limit input from the people. Yeah, and but that is what we're there for. I shared this uh, with the board president that we have 11 meetings a year. That's 11 days out of 365. Mm-hmm. 11 days. If we yeah. can't spend the time to listen to the people in 11 days, I have a problem with it. Well, I have a huge you asked the people for three and a half to back a three and a half billion dollar bond, and then you turn around and tell them, he doesn't want them to speak. That's basically, he, he has the audacity, the nerve to say this to the general public. And it's, not, it's not his meeting, so he no. doesn't even have to be at the meeting. He's invited to the meeting. 
In other words, uh, it is not the superintendent's meeting. It's the school no. board's meeting. That is correct. And he's telling y'all that he don't want y'all to meet with the people. So it sounds like he's y'all's boss instead of y'all being his boss. He might be the other eight board members' boss, but he is not my boss. Hmm. And I'm very adamantly against that, and I have shared that. And I hope that the, the public will call their trustees and express to them the concern of mm-hmm. with I just think that is ultimately ridiculous for the superintendent to be expounding those kinds of... Did y'all vote on it? Did y'all vote on it? No, we have not voted on it. It was at the board briefing. Uh, you know, we have board briefings and then we have board meetings. Board mm-hmm. briefings, we do not vote. Uh, but this was at a board um, a briefing where he brought forth this policy. And the policy is a board policy. It's not an administrative policy. So he shouldn't even been bringing the policy forward. So he's out of line all the way with this. Correct. And what other board members spoke with you on this particular issue by him doing this? There was only one other board member, and that was Maxie Johnson, who did speak out also. Maxie spoke out. Wonderful. Spoke Wonderful. Out. I'm glad to hear Maxie stood up. Yes. yes. I'm glad to hear that he stood up and stood for something. That's right. I'm glad to hear that. Because uh, yes, I know it's hard being alone down there, but Maxie, I'm glad... Uh, yeah, I, I've known him all his life. I knew him before he knew himself. And I'm glad to hear him speak up and do the right thing. It might be, it's hard being alone, but I'm going to stand for right. I don't care if I have to stand alone. That, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand for what I believe is right. And in this particular case, it is not right to ask the public for their money and then tell them they can't speak. Yeah. We give me that three and a half billion, and I want you to shut up from him. <laughs> this is all, that's all Inhos is telling them. Now, I, you give give me that money and, and, and go go somewhere. Go jump in the lake. Now, it's just it's really it's just that arrogant. Oh my God! So, but be be clear that uh, uh, although I didn't support that three uh, and a half billion dollars, I will be actively participating. Uh, trying mm-hmm. to ensure that that money is spent correctly. And then I'll just leave you with one other last thought. Is, is that the three million that I spoke about that we were spent, we're going to be spending on the Paul Quinn campus. My position is, is that we should not be spending our taxpayers money to enhance buildings that somebody else owns. Period. Well, it's not just. There, we did the same thing on the old Titus building downtown. We spent mm-hmm. five million dollars. We're spending about five million dollars to renovate a building for the Career Center in in uh, North Dallas, which we're going to turn around and build a hundred million dollar center. So we're spending a lot of taxpayer money on uh, buildings that we do not own and we cannot recoup. Well, I, I'll be honest. I really don't like the idea that. That the the uh, headquarters for the Dallas Independent School District was moved way out here, what, 9400 North Central Expressway? I voted against that. How many children live around Central Expressway? You well, to, it, just well, North they, Dallas. Well, he was in the part of town where the children are. 
And and really, that 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 was atrocious doing that. Spending all that money on that just because you got a big high rise building now, it doesn't doesn't help to. I know that you do, but but uh, hopefully I can be around when we try to reverse that and sell that building and bring this bring the administration back to where it belongs. Yes. But what you have to know is when when the district did that. They tried to justify that by saying that most of the employees, not the students, not the parents, but most of the employees. employees. Come on now. I'm just so you, so uh, the the children is not the number one factor now. It's it's, it's the employees. Yes, and should it should be the children at all times. Yes, that's what we should always be looking at. It's public education. It's about the children, not about adults. It's about the children. Lord have mercy. All righty. So I can go on and on, but thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This, 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 this is utterly so ridiculous. It's almost too ridiculous to even talk about how the things are happening. Well, we got to talk about this. That's the only way people know what's going on. I know. I know. But, but see... People, I still have to ask them, please, when you, when people on the inside who care about you tell you to not vote for something, don't vote. Don't do it like that. I know you think you're smarter than everybody else, those who vote, take it on, we're going to do this and do that. But no, no. Come on, let's work together, people. All righty. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much, Reverend yeah. Barnett, and God bless. God bless you. All right. And then that clears the line, 972-647-1893. We need those pledges coming. Need some tax deductible pledges coming. I have a fellow here. He's sitting here not doing anything. <laughs> Come on. Get him to writing. Get him to writing. He's been writing today. Call him, 972-647-1893. Call him, call him, call him. Have him, get him back to writing, writing those good pledges down. We need them now. We need them now. We need them now. Come on now. Come on, people. Come on. World's best audience. I have it. I have a great audience. I have such a great audience that people call in want to challenge the show, want to talk crazy and all this other stuff. And they don't know anything. They don't know the first thing about anything themselves sometimes. But they still won't. What they really want is my audience. They really want this audience that God has given me. They want this. They want this. And I love my audience. Because I know you are a dependable audience. And you've been dependable for 35 years. My audience. Uh, many of them have passed on. Oh, I mean, uh, many of one. But as those pass on, other new ones come on. And a continuous audience, a, a great audience, a great people. An intelligent audience, you are. And I wish you would give me a call. 972-647-1893. People wish they 
had the kind of audience I got. I talked to other talk shows, hosts in this area. They all agree I have the best audience in North Texas, Dallas, Florida, maybe in the state of Texas. I have, and I've had it for years. 972-647-1893. All righty, we got to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Jason. We have a call from James. James, already? Good morning, James. Uh, good morning, Reverend. Fine, how are you? Okay. Uh, about the 70 million that we have been talking about uh, this morning, mm-hmm. um, you know, Dr. King used to talk about the two most dangerous things uh, in humanity as being sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> And, you know, the question would be, uh, what are these 70 million? Which group uh, do these 70 million people fall into? Both. And a lot has to do with the, the uh, way we, uh, we are set up. You know, the average person gets their information from the media, and it's like uh, it's like second and third-hand information. We don't get a chance to really discuss the issues and, and go into them and, and, and uh, talk about what is and what is not. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of our problem, uh, the, the way we are set up. Uh, and then Trump is a, dem- a demagogue, basically. He, he looks at issues and he, uh, you know, like, we have to examine the kinds of things he put forth in front of the people and said he was going to do and did not do, uh, you know, how, what the half-truth was and how things looked. And I remember him talking about three or four things that pull in various groups. Probably... The biggest thing that people talked about was the abortion issue, which he he played and you know like he put forth and he he pulled that group in uh, that that church group in. That's probably the biggest group of supporters. But he also put forth a, a support thing for the uh, uh, black colleges, which which was a lie, and he he put forth the economy thing, which was a lie, mm-hmm. and he put forth the the thing about helping the uh, uh, people locked up in the federal prison, uh, which, again, was uh, half-truth and basically a lie. But I can imagine how certain groups would be pulled. And, of course, you know, you can't forget the the, uh, wealthy people who who want him because they uh, see him as a support figure. You know, they both... But which one of these issues you think is the most hypocritical? I think the the abortion thing is the most hypocritical. Uh, Why do you think it's hypocritical? Well, uh, because well, uh, he pushed it as if it was going to solve a problem. Uh, outlawing abo- abortion does not fix the abortion problem. The best way to fix the abortion problem is to uh, first of all help people understand why they should not have abortion, and, and that uh, is something that I put on the church. The church is not pushing forth. Uh, the issue and making it clear to people why they should not. And, and second of all, uh, since most abortions are, are have uh, a pushed forth as a, you know, b- because of the money situation, 
then the way to fix the abortion thing is to make the money situation uh, better. In other words, if, if women didn't have to um, cut off, you know, if, if women had enough money, they, they wouldn't have to worry about having uh-huh. a whole bunch of babies. That's the number one problem behind people having abortions. They don't have enough money to support another child. Well, but now let, let's look at the hypocrisy, true hypocrisy in abortion. Okay. The people that push abortion, for the most part, they kept it out front, are white, white evangelicals. First of all, these people only love black people when they're in their mother's womb. Once they're born, every program that would help that child to grow up and be a, 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 a worthy, worthwhile system, uh, uh, a citizen of this country, they're against. They love them long yeah. she's in, they're in the mother's womb. But once they're born, they don't care for these people. That lets you know their stance on hip- uh, abortion is hypocrisy. Then secondly, they try to make it a black issue when it's not. It's not a black Absolutely. issue. Well, no, we got the stats. No, what you have is statistics of poor people. You're correct when you say poor. It has something to do with economics. They go to a, a public clinic where you have to keep a record. When who they really want to stop aborting children are white females. Who That's who they really want to stop. And she can afford to go to her private physician and get this particular thing done. And there's no record of it because the doctor don't have to expose his private records. See, the whole thing is nothing but a joke. It's nothing but hypocrisy. And we have to understand this. That this is a hypocritical issue that they use to to promote right wingers to keep them up there because they are more conservative on liberating black people. That's the real issue behind this deal. Already, yes, yes, sir. Right. And it takes me back to takes me back to Dr. King saying about sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Which mm-hmm. one are they? Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes. They clear the line. 972-647-1893. Got a lot. Got it. Well, we need some money coming in. We need some money, y'all. Come on. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. We need need some money coming in. Yes. Come on with that tax-deductible pledge. Come on in with it. Also, tomorrow morning, 9.30, yes, we will be uh, uh, broadcasting on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. He our services to the Heavenly Joy Church. 9.30 tomorrow morning. Come on, I'll be preaching at 9.30 tomorrow morning. Please come on and listen to us at 9.30 tomorrow morning on Marion Barnett Sr. on Facebook. Everybody's invited. I mean everybody is invited to be a part of our service. 972-647-1893. All righty, need those pledges coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
bring in the lines. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make those pledges. Thank you. Like I said, you are a part of the best audience on earth. Definitely, definitely so. You are a part. Thinking people, dignified people, great people. Yes, you're people that are smart enough to be heavenly-minded, but also intelligent enough not to be nourishly good. Yes, you are really, really a great audience. I boast on you. Others who are around me, they talk about you. They talk about you all, who called this, who called that. You should hear some of the things that people think. I know who's calling. And I think most of you all, if you all would call in and just say it, I don't know you personally. A few call every once in a while, I know. But they think, uh, they think I know you personally. No. No, you just uh, 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 some brilliant people. And I love to hear you talk. And sure, I've studied and, and done a lot of things academically, but I still learn from my audience. I learn a whole lot from my audience because y'all make me think. Y'all make me think. Got some wonderful, wonderful people. I have wonderful people out there. They're wonderful people. Yes. And listen to my podcast now. Y'all pull up their podcast. It take you back 35 years. And we're going to got some more things I'm going to do with the podcast and give you some more things that we've talked about and discussions we've made. There have been some great discussions over the years. And uh, we, want, we want to remind you, we want you to get a part of it so you can... Uh, be a part of the podcast. Just come and call in. Be a part of it. 972-647-1893. Thank you. You got my lines lighted right now. And my people that are in here in the studio that are taking these calls, all of them are busy. I got this big fellow over here on my right. He, boy, he's, he's talking now. Oh, Lord. He's taking, he's taking down. Uh, information. He's really got that computer popping. He's got it going. He's got it. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I can only get to you uh, when they uh, get through. When you get through with them, and they'll let me know to come on, to bring a caller on the air. But all of our lines are filled right now. 972-647-1893 is that number to call. 972-647-1893. That's the number to call. That's the number to call. Yes. That's the, that's the number to call. You even got Jason working. <laughs> All right. 972-647-1893. You got these... These fellas working. You got them going. You all have got them going. 
We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Yes. They were showing me some of the logs of my pledges over the years. We might get one. Get one of those. A pledge ride. Just one pledge. Each pledge ride. And believe me, I'm so proud that so many people pledge to this show. So many. And not only do y'all pledge, y'all pay your pledges. That's wonderful. Y'all pay. Y'all pay those pledges. We thank you. Jason, you catching a break? Uh, can you bring me a call? All righty. This is Joe. Joe? All right. All righty. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Reverend Ed, how you doing? Fine. You doing all right? Oh, outstanding, outstanding. Appreciate you trying to get the box for straight there a while ago. That's my old neighbor. He's right down the street from me. <laughs> I hope you. <laughs> I make sure. I make sure. Is I that guy really 59? Uh, he, he, 50, he, yeah, he might be 59. He's probably, probably somewhere around in there. Oh, uh, that mercy. He, I know yeah, he, he believes he can do this, but... You get in there what, with one of them youngsters? Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, you know, the cow didn't really jump on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of them youngsters. Yeah. Going to yeah. knock him over the ropes. Man, please. Yeah, they didn't really jump over the ropes. But, uh, <laughs> cut to the chase, Reverend uh, yeah. this has been a This has been a heck of a year. Mm-hmm. It's been a heck of a year. We've got four It has. It has. The COVID-19 was a blessing. Yes. He promised us everything under the sun, delivered nothing from taxes to the wall that that uh, that Mexico was going to pay for. He's going to drain mm-hmm. the swamp, and he gave us a cesspool. I'd rather have the swamp. Well, who, who do you think was the worst, COVID-19 or Trump? Uh, I think Trump was, 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 was far worse. COVID-19 did not discriminate. No. Uh, the people that had underlying conditions, like a lot of minorities, suffered most, but it did not discriminate otherwise. Trump uh, had organized foolishness compounded with ignorance. Mm-hmm. And from Cuban to everybody that visited with him, mm-hmm. they all said the same thing. They say that he was academically and mentally lacking. Yes. But what they all say was most shocking he had no desire to better himself. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Uh. That's dangerous. Now, That's this dangerous. come from some of his family members. Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got guys like uh, Tillerson and all of them, what have you. These guys, they went up, Cuban, they went up to support him. They were going to join the team. They wanted to talk to him and fill him out like most wise people would do. Yeah. And when they got, they say that this guy is totally foolish and mentally Well, what, what was that his sister wrote about him? Says he was not, this man is not qualified. We need to get rid of him. He's not, he shouldn't be president. Oh, he he is not. And right now, you know, he's talking about not leaving if he's defeated. Well, uh, you know, for trespassing, they can throw you behind out in the street. Yeah. So I'm quite sure he's full of weather. But, you know, uh, for time's sake, I'll say this now, I'll shut it down. I have found out with all of my schooling, my experience, my little travel, what have you, that the real deal behind a lot of this created mess is nothing but control. 
mm-hmm. like the white women helped to deliver him mm-hmm. in office the last time. Yeah. And they knew that he was nothing but a mess on two feet. Mm-hmm. But they look, this thing about control, they know I better vote with my husband because this is going to make it better for me and my family. That's and right. Right. Uh-huh. You know, this thing all boils down to control. Like you were saying a while ago about, you know, protective fetus, and then they will illegally or give no real justice to killing a grown man. This is not the foolishness. God is not in any mess like that. And the evangelicals, not you included, but I am so angry and they're so quiet. They're sitting, sitting so tight and they know this man's got to go. And as soon as they finish their little counting tabulation, the uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. will go from trashy mm-hmm. to classy. Thank mm-hmm. you, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Next to this line, 972-647-1893. Jason, by itself, all of our lines are filled. Uh, see, can we get... Yeah, this is David. David? All righty. Good morning, David. How you doing, Brother Barnett? Fine. How are you? Well, I have peace of mind. All right. When we go back to national constitutional uh, running the United States, the fair takeover, the unwanted child is going to be, ain't going to be no more going to lie you. It's just a Christmas cup? Christmas cup. Oh. Well, I'm getting my Christmas Starbucks right now. Is this a picture of Trump on here? Oh, no, that's not Trump. That's a... Yeah, they got their, they released the <laughs> okay. holiday cups. Go, go ahead, David. Go, all right. Every break, every break, they're going to take this. Hello? At, at three years old. That's what's projected. I have never, I'm a, I'm a observer. You didn't vote for uh, Joe Biden because you liked him. You voted for Joe Biden. People vote. Because they hated. I have never seen so many Christians hatred in that. In that, uh, for a man, when the Bible said, "Love your enemies." Wait a minute. Uh, we have a bad connection. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> get you on. Hello. Go right here. Speak up. Uh, speak up, David. I say, Biden. You didn't vote for Biden because you loved him. You voted for Biden because you hated Donald Trump, and you say y'all y'all say y'all Christians. I'm on the outside looking at the Christians. There are two types of Christians in America: one that believe in the Apostle Creed, the other one believes in the Nicene Creed. Which one buy on Jesus? They do not jive. They don't. No. Do you think there's hatred in America from the average black? Christian, you think they, they you think they hate Trump or hate what he has done? That's why you voted. That's why you voted for Biden because you hated Trump. Now, do you, do you, do you hate his actions or do you hate him as a person? How, how do you think? How you think they felt? They hate him as a person. The Bible says, "Woe be unto you who call evil good and good evil." Both of them is evil, and here you is telling me that you were a Christian. I'm looking at the Christian. The Christianity is up under the Nicene Creed, the Apostle Creed. Which one of them creeds is lying on Jesus? Because they don't they don't teach the same thing. If you up under the Apostle Creed, that means you Methodist, Presbyterian, 
Episcopalian and Catholic, not seeing creed as Baptist and others. You don't believe in the same one. One creed says you have to baptize, the others say you sprinkle. So which one are you Christian? Well, first of all, baptism, baptism with water on either side. Now, he said the Bible says he came forth up out of the water, that which means he had to be in the water. Now, all of those particular creeds and doctrines, I assure you, most people don't know neither one of them. That goes to church. They don't, they don't know neither one. They don't govern themselves in Christianity by neither one. And they have no, they have no knowledge of the Nicene Creed and of any other, any other creed that may come forth. They have no, they have no knowledge of that. This is something. Well, but to think about that, do you live it? And if you believe in the Holy Catholic Church, how would them creeds say you believe in well, the Holy Catholic Church? Well, so few are us a Catholic. That, 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 that doesn't hold water. That, that doesn't hold water. But if we, I'm up against a short break, but I thank you for your call. You can reach at 972-647-1893. Jason, who do we have? We have a special caller. All righty. Thank you. Girl. Hello? Who well, am hey. I speaking with? Hey, sugar, this is my this daughter. Is this is Tasha. All righty. Okay. Good morning, sugar. I, call, I was calling because this past Tuesday, election day, was a very big, special, important day for more than one reason. Not only was it the most important election of the year and probably one of the most important elections in this in, in history, in US history, but it was it's very appropriate that it fell on your birthday. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, I'm so uh happy I've been keeping up with uh elections of presidents probably what? Oh, at least 69, 70 years, something like that. And uh, yeah. just concerned about our welfare, the welfare of mankind all of yeah. my life. Yes. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not only were you keeping up with the elections, but you were always involved in politics as far as back as I can remember. So, mm -hmm. you know, you would have, I remember when you threw your hat in to be, the first African-American to run for Dallas mayor. No, I was really I second. The first person to run was uh -huh. a gentleman by the name of Al Epscombe. He yeah, did that. I yes. Remember. And uh, Al and I talked about it. He told me, go ahead. Why don't you do it? And uh, uh -huh. I listened to Al and we went out there. But things were so much different then. Yeah. Than they are now. Things were totally yeah, so different. That's been over 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. And uh, things were different, but I think I've always admired Mr. Lipscomb for yep. for being there for me. And uh, 
he egged me on to do it, and I'm glad I did it. But uh, I like mm-hmm. to thank, I like to thank you, and I like to, you know, thank all of my children and my mm-hmm. family, uh, because we, uh, my children, uh, is my heart. My grandchildren, mm-hmm. great great grandchildren, they're my heart, yeah. and uh, yeah, them little rascals, uh, uh, they. I, I I don't know. I've been blessed with a lot of grandchildren and great grandchildren, and uh, mm-hmm. just just blessed. And uh, I'm really blessed, and that's why I keep fighting, fighting yeah. for them, the next generation of all children, all the children to come along, next generation of all children. When I see yeah. babies, I don't care what color they are; they look yeah. so innocent and so sweet. And the only thing that would destroy them, hurt them in life, is grown folks like us not treating each other right and not doing what's right. So we got to fight. Got to continue to fight for the children. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I uh-huh. just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. How are my grandkids doing? Oh, they're good. They're good. You know, we're in Utah. We're going to see Zamaya. Oh, you're going to see? See, that? that's a, such a blessing. Yeah. He is a young man, was a number one quarterback in high school last year. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Yeah, his six foot five frame and everything can throw the ball. And he also, as a freshman, they want him right now to start yeah. in safety for the number five team in the nation. He's going to be the starting safety. And uh, it's just just our blessing. Life yeah. is a blessing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we really blessed. I can look back and brag. Well, they took some of their talent from me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> from their granddaddy. Yeah. And yeah. They tell the world they take it from their granddaddy. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did. But I thank you, darling. All right. You're welcome. Okay. All right. All right. I got about three minutes left. Uh, let's see. Uh, two minutes left. Let's try to uh, squeeze one or two callers in. We got to try to. Okay. This in. is Lorraine. Lorraine. All righty. Good. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. How's it going? Fine. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I just want to make a real good, quick comment and uh, happy birthday. And Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to do a quick comment on the guy that uh, called a minute ago with, I don't want to say rhetoric because that was his opinion. Mm-hmm. But I want to say I voted. I didn't vote for Trump because I didn't like him. I can't say I didn't like him because I didn't like him personally because I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't like his actions. Mm-hmm. In the same way, only way I know of his actions is through the media in which they gave it to me. And as all, his actions affect me. So that's why I didn't vote for Trump, because I don't like him. Yes. I don't I, 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 Lorraine, I, I wish I could have gotten you earlier. Oh, my. I wish I could have gotten this call earlier. But with uh, this COVID regulations, I got to go off. I have to go off there now. And I thank you for your call, and I wish I could hear it. Could have really heard all of your call. Thank you, thank you. All right, we gotta get out of here. Got around, y'all have yourself a good time. See y'all in church tomorrow morning. Y'all call Marion Barnett Senior. Call on Facebook tomorrow morning. 
Call in. We'll be preaching. Lord bless you. Have a good week. It's simple and plain. This ain't no game. You know what I'm saying? What?